You're listening to Screening in Kingston right here on CFRC. Don't forget that right now is the CFRC Funding Drive. For all the information on how you can contribute to your local radio station, visit CFRC.ca. Without help from people just like you, great programming like Screening in Kingston wouldn't be here. We know times are hard right now, but every little bit helps. Visit CFRC.ca to participate in this year's funding drive for some great prizes and so much more. It's a Netflix Christmas with Screening in Kingston. Cue the music. <laughs> Just like it's our, our holiday special, you know, like we're, here's our holiday special with, with special guests, yeah. musical guests. And <laughs> well, you know, like, yeah, our variety hour, we are yeah. actually, all kidding aside, we are having a special episode with guests. Uh, yes, actually, Taylor, that's already happened Did you, uh, chronologically because we're recording this early. But but yes, that episode happened last week. We had special guests. Yeah, I know. We're filming these at a we're we're recording these out of order. Recording these out of order. Yeah. So, so it's happened for us. It's in the future, but for our listeners, it's in the past. Isn't that cool? Very exciting. <laughs> it's all part of our variety show today. Yes. We can continue the Christmas spirit. Yeah. So this is our special Netflix Christmas episode because once again, um, we're still in COVID. <laughs> <laughs> and. And it's funny because Netflix is such a wonderful but also strange place when you like really dive into the movies that are on there. And like what I did was I had a really random movie selected for me and I um, it was so bad <laughs> that I'm, I can't believe it's on here with like all the other movies. That, who you know who what I picked mean? it like, for you? Oh, uh, Tiffany, my girlfriend. Did she like? Is this was this a pick that she likes, or was no, it like let's watch no. a dumb movie together? Yeah, I, I told her like I gotta watch a movie for for our Netflix Christmas episode. Can you just choose one and we'll watch it? Just and so she just like she, she just like she clicked choose, through. She, she picked one. <laughs> yeah, she picked one, and she's like, "This sounds good." And then I watched it and was like, "Oh my god!" Like it's so bad (laughs) so have you guys been this is a bit of a covid romance right like when did you start dating oh no we we started dating before covid um no we started dating last year um but we've spent a lot of time together during covid because we were in we're in each other's bubbles and both of us were working from home and that was going to be my question if you guys are in each other's bubbles but yeah like you say oh we started dating last year last year we were in covid no we weren't yeah, it's going to be a year in March that we were in COVID. What? Yeah. No. Yeah, people Wait are already... Wait a minute, when did COVID start? Hold on. People Hold are on. already celebrating their COVID anniversaries. Because, like, technically COVID became a thing in November in China. So, like, we're well past the year mark You're... now. Okay, okay. What I meant was uh, what I meant was 2019. Got it. <laughs> Wait a minute. Hold on. We've been in COVID. Wait, hold on. When when did when did COVID hit Canada though? Like, when did we shut down? We shut what? down like the third week of March. What? Yeah. Oh man, we've been doing this for that long. Yeah. So not only is it a Netflix Christmas, it's a COVID Christmas. Oh man. <laughs> Yeah, no, no, we we were lucky. Like we were seeing each other well before that, okay, and then we, okay. were, we were already like in each other's bubbles by the time it happened. And like honestly, like neither of us were have been seeing really like anybody right. else. Like I've seen sporadically my parents, but like other than that, it's been like we we've had small bubbles to begin with. So it's like, actually been fine. When you live, I don't know your girlfriend's situation, but you live alone. So technically, if you live alone, you're allowed globbing on to another household so you oh, kind of really? just globbed onto her household is, is that a, is that a rule yeah i'm allowed to because i live alone i can go to another household yeah because they realize like oh like they realize it would be horribly unfair <laughs> to all of us who are sitting here alone in our apartment every day yeah, yeah just, fair <laughs> yeah so yeah so i was just curious so were you watching it to you didn't have to do like a depressing like remote viewing you you guys no, have she to came, come together oh no, and... yeah she came over and uh, i said pick this movie pick a movie and she picked this movie and 
about like 10 minutes into it, I was like, this is awful. Like it didn't even take very long. And then I did some research and the story behind this movie being created is hilarious. So we'll talk wait. about that too. And I can't believe that it was like, it's a random selection, but again, it was a, it had Netflix like logo on it. Right. So either Netflix bought it or it was a Netflix original. And like a lot of their content is good. So I understand why she would make that choice being like, oh, this synopsis sounds good. It's, it's a Netflix, Netflix original. Why not? Pretty good. Yeah. Oh, I, I can't wait to talk about that. Movie. We'll get to it later, but, but I, I have so much to say. You did kind of knit, uh, hit the nail on the head. I find Netflix quality is so variable. Like there's literally like, not even like B movie, like D movies and then literal Oscar nominees. I couldn't agree more. Like that's what you get. Like that's what's so weird about Netflix. I can't like, I you forget that everything's yeah. on there. So you're yeah. going to have the gambit. And this weekend was an example of, of finding a movie that's like, why is this on here with Mink? Well, <laughs> like, I don't I don't know if we've announced what movies that I'm reviewing. So I don't want to spoil it just yet. But I chose movies because they've gotten a lot of buzz on Netflix. Like they've been on like Christmas watch lists for Netflix. And I was, again, shocked by how low quality it was. Like in terms of... <laughs> Dan said it's it's even too Hallmark for the Hallmark channel. Yeah, like people have heard of what you're going to be talking about. Okay, so I reviewed... You haven't heard of mine. <laughs> I've reviewed um, a, a Christmas Chronicle or Christmas Chronicles. I don't know if it's plural. One and two. Okay. And um, I think like most people who are fans of Christmas movies, especially who watch a lot of Netflix, I'm under the impression that these movies are like well known and they do make it onto Christmas watch lists. And I, I want to know why. <laughs> like, yeah, that's, that's, that'll, that'll be interesting. I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing your thoughts on this. Cause at least I've heard of your movie. Yeah. And I, like, I know it, what that is. Kurt like, Russell is the lead. Like, yeah. it's not like it's. <laughs> Wait till I tell you about the leads in my movie. <laughs> <laughs> so who, who wants to go first are we gonna just kind of do a traditional so kind of the what we were thinking was that we would review our movies and then maybe go over some other christmas netflix movies yeah. that maybe are better <laughs> that you can watch instead so yeah. who wants to go first who wants to review yeah their... well why don't go right into it you started talking about the christmas chronicles why don't you die from yeah okay so, like I said, I picked these movies because they're relatively well-known, at least in Netflix circles. And I thought, you know, um, everyone's going to be at home streaming. <laughs> so, why not pick a movie I haven't seen before and hopefully give a review and let people know um, whether or not they should check it out. So, um, this movie is very much set up kind of like a typical, I would say, kind of made-for-TV. It's definitely made-for-TV quality which I was not expecting because Kurt Russell is attached, attached to the project. Like if someone told me Kurt Russell was in a movie, I'm expecting it to have certain production value. Would you agree? I would say that's extremely fair Yeah, <laughs> because he probably costs a lot of money. I would imagine. Yeah. Like I know like he hasn't, he hasn't been in a ton of stuff, but like in recent years, he was literally in guardians of the galaxy, which is like yeah. a huge. So he's not strapped for cash. He's no. not just, he's not, you know, Nicholas Cage, where he needs the money to get out of debt. So it's so a. I can't imagine. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why he agreed to do this project. It was <laughs> it was okay. So essentially, the setup of the movie, and this isn't a spoiler because you literally know, like, you know, the moment that the dad comes on screen that he's gonna die. So the setup is that the dad's a firefighter, and. You know, but he's super into Christmas and every year, like Christmas is a really big deal in the house. And then he passes away and this is the first Christmas without dad, essentially. Um, and it is like pretty heavy handed. The moment the dad came on screen, I wasn't even like dialed into the audio right away. <laughs> like I wasn't even listening to the dialogue. And Dan goes, oh, he's going to die. And I went, why? <laughs> he went, he's a firefighter. Look, the kid just got a fire truck. So, so let's just say it's like it's it's not gonna win any awards it's screen. very predictable yeah yeah it's not gonna win any screenplay awards so anyway so the dad dies in the first like five minutes whatever like dies off screen you don't see it 
and obviously there's there's two kids there's a younger sister and an older brother the younger sister still believes in santa and the older brother is going through a lot of um issues because of the death of his dad and doesn't believe in santa anymore and in like the second or like the third scene like probably in the first 15 minutes of the movie the kid steals a car which is pretty dark for a christmas movie and like the sister how old is this kid pardon how old is the kid again um the sister at one point says you're not even old enough to drive so like 15 the kid's like okay so he's uh, like an early teen yeah and he steals a car and the sister blackmails him like videotapes it and it's like oh you have to be nice to me otherwise i'm gonna show mom this video and i'm like um (laughs) that's like a major crime that's that's not like you caught him like shoplifting jeans like like, (laughs) so i thought i'm like wow so i don't know where this movie's gonna take us so anyways um stuff happens and essentially they like see santa like they catch santa on video camera and they cause they essentially like cause him to kind of like panic a little bit and his sled crashes in chicago (laughs) and they the rest of the movie is about um them helping him essentially get back on track in order to save Christmas. And apparently okay. if Christmas doesn't happen, um, the one time Christmas didn't happen, it like set off the dark ages. So like, okay. that's like, that's the state that these are the stakes, right? Like if okay. Christmas doesn't happen, you know, the world is going to go to war and like, things are going to be horrible. Okay. Got so <laughs> we're all in trouble. Yeah. No like we got to get Christmas back on the rails. So, the movie had some like really good scenes. Like there's a scene where Kurt Russell is in jail. Santa gets arrested and is in jail and he is singing. Like he gets everyone in the jail to sing with him. And he like, that was a really good scene. So pretty much any Kurt Russell centric scene is going to be really good, which is obvious. Like, yeah, you're like, it's Kurt Russell. Duh. You could watch him in anything and have a smile on your face. Like he's really, he's a fun, fun actor, like very accessible. He's very talented. Yeah. He's very good. So you, you, you know, you're just like you're saying, you're drawn to him when he's on camera. And like, it was fun to watch a Kurt Russell Santa. So he definitely has that kind of, you know, like escape from New York, um, big trouble in little China, kind of like this cocky, uh, cocky personality softer than an escape from new york but i would say like you know a little rough around the edges but like very endearing very charismatic so like a fun santa to watch right like a little bit different than the traditional santa so it's almost a bummer because you're like wow like this is pretty good casting like if you think about it like kurt russell as santa pretty choice it's just a bummer that it was in such a low low budget movie like it was so the movie relies on a lot of CGI, which makes sense because it is a low budget, but like not good CGI. So the reindeer are CGI, the elves are CGI, and I would say the elves are actually really cute and kind of like a novel take on elves. Okay. Um, they're but like they're all they're CGI. They're they're all CGI, CGI. and like poor CGI. So it kind of like takes you out of the movie. I have said it a million times on the show, I much prefer practical effects over CGI. So if they could have done the movie and the elves were like puppets, like Muppets. Sure. You know, like, you know how like the Muppets are puppets. Of course. Um, Or like (laughs) (laughs) um, the gremlins in Gremlins. Yeah. Right? Like how they're- they're actually like it's a combination of puppets and electronics or mm. animatronics. I think the movie already would have been way better. Yeah. I don't know a lot about um, kind of the cost of movies, like how like how budgets are spent. Obviously, I'm not stupid. Obviously, that kind of stuff would be way more expensive than CGI. Of course. Yeah, but at the course. same time, I'm like Netflix, you have millions of dollars and like if this was gonna be your you know your like what do they call that like tentpole like if this is gonna be your tentpole christmas series that you make one every year and it's gonna be like the new christmas classic 
You think yeah. you would spend a little bit of money. But maybe they felt like they didn't have to because from what you said, it's already on people's lists. Yeah. <laughs> so it's really <laughs> resonated enough. <laughs> and I think like, again, like Kurt Russell being such a draw, um, I would say that the kid actors are definitely like kid actors. Like the, yeah. the sister is a little bit too precocious. Like a little bit like she's delivering those lines. You know what I mean? Um, The brother is like, okay, nothing to write home about, but definitely the, the level of acting is definitely with the kids, at least definitely like Hallmark level acting. But then you have like Kurt Russell. But then you have Kurt Russell. Who's (laughs) not doing Hallmark acting. So it's like, what? And um, Winston from New Girl. Oh yeah. He's in it. Nice to see him in something. <laughs> he um he plays a police officer and he does he does a good job. He's co- he's comedic relief. But there's two police officers and he's like there's lots of police officers, but like the two kind of main police officers that get a lot of dialogue. There's the actor from New Girl and then another actor who I didn't recognize. The actor I didn't recognize got more screen time. <laughs> and again, it's like what? <laughs> so probably in some stuff yeah (laughs) but i'm like that kind of is like underutilizing your casting you'd think like you would think you would pick the more like household recognizable big enough like was new girl i don't know was new girl like a big enough show yeah this movie came out in 2018 oh okay so that was near the end of new girl's run yeah yeah. So when he would have been pivoting to, like, other projects. Oh, for sure, yeah. People would have been like, oh, this is, you know, Winston and like, New Girl. New Girl's big enough that I think people, like, people recognize him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, well, I knew who you were talking I didn't even, like, I'm not even a huge fan of New Girl, and I knew who you were talking yeah. about. So you're right. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, so, like, the movie had some fun parts. Like, not gonna lie. Like, um, do I think... Sometimes I feel like people with like Christmas movies or maybe just holiday movies in general, but mainly Christmas, because Christmas evokes such a feeling and like, um, it's like nice to watch a Christmas movie. You know what I mean? Like, it's nice to kind of check out, watch Santa, like the magic of the season. I think people forgive people are really forgiving towards their Christmas movies. Probably why like Hallmark movies are so popular, right? Yeah. And Um, they're hugely popular. Everyone seems to love Hallmark movies and you're probably right. Like I think people are just, it's less the, the magic and the happiness of the season kind of gets to you. And I think you do forgive things even in some of the Christmas movies that I love. Yeah. I'm sure they're not as good as some of the other movies, you know, that are out there, but you know, you, you love them for whatever reason. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, during the holidays and especially during COVID, like you don't necessarily want to think too hard. Like you want the assurance that it's going to have a happy ending, that, you know, everything's going to work out okay. And this movie definitely has that sense. So in that, in, in that sense, I can understand why this maybe ended up on people's watch lists because it is sugary sweet, you know, like there are some zany fun moments. You have Kurt Russell, um, the story is pretty straightforward. It adds kind of a new twist to Santa. So for those reasons, I can see it being on people's watch list, but I really don't, I really don't think it's that great overall. Like mm. if someone was like, Hey Taylor, do you want to watch the Christmas Chronicles or do you want to turn on the women's network and watch a Hallmark movie? I would probably choose a Hallmark movie over this, which is like really? saying a lot. <laughs> Really? That surprises me. Like, I think the Hallmark movies, at least, yeah, like, even though Hallmark movies are low budget, they still have, like, high production value. You know what I mean? That's true. Yeah, that's true. So, like, I, mean, they I often, really... They often do location stuff, right? Yeah. Like they go places. I really yeah. feel like Netflix cut financial corners on this. That, mm. like, was a real detriment to the movie. In, in my... I can, like... You know, if you're watching this with a young kid, they're not going to be like, oh, the CGI was bad. Although maybe they they're would not. because they've grown <laughs> up with Marvel. So they like, yeah, know they, what, might. <laughs> they know what like good, good special effects looks like. Yeah, <laughs> they, they very well might. Yeah. Make, make yeah. It definitely had, um, so listeners will 
probably know this. I'm a huge Adventures in Babysitting fan. I've talked about the movie. I've talked about that movie on the show before. I must have because it's one of my favorite movies. It definitely had an Adventures in Babysitting vibe. So I liked that. The sense that like this cool Santa is saddled with two kids in Chicago <laughs> trying to save yeah. Christmas. Like I, I could, I liked it. Um, but yeah, like some overall, I would say it was not great. Patchy. You know what I mean? Like Patchy. the best scenes can't make up for the worst parts of the movie. Well, that was going to actually be my question of like, if, if Kurt Russell brought enough, but apparently not enough to elevate it past watching a, a Hallmark movie, which I, I think is surprises me. I thought you were going to say, you know, he makes it worth it a little bit, but I guess not enough. <laughs> I'm going to say like, I'm still, I know I'm coming down pretty hard on this movie, but I'm still, it's a soft stream it for me. Um, because it is sort of that Christmas candy. You know what I mean? Like, you'll Isn't watch. Isn't that the definition of why you came up with airplane it? Like, yeah. Wouldn't, wouldn't this be an <laughs> like, The only reason why I'm not giving it an airplane is because who watches Christmas movies on an airplane? Traveling over the holidays. I guess. I guess it's an airplane. So, <laughs> so not Just only. Just from what you're saying, it sounds like an airplane it. I mean, you defi- you give your whatever rating you want. It's just you created the airplane it. I know, I know, but I don't think this is an airplane it. I would say, so you asked me, does Kurt Russell make up for the bad parts? No. Not really, no. but is the movie worth watching for Kurt, Kurt Russell as Santa? Yes. If you're willing yeah, okay. to slog through the scenes <laughs> of a child actor talking to poorly CGI'd elves, then stream it. So not only did I push through and watch Christmas Chronicles, I watched a Christmas Chronicle 2. <laughs> Great. So that's four <laughs> hours. Push through and watch that second I, yeah, one. Yeah, <laughs> I this is how much I adore our fans, that I'm willing to subject myself to Christmas content in order to give you a new review <laughs> for the Christmas so, season. Like a sequel, which already usually is a backtrack from an original and you didn't really like the original. So what happened in this? Like, did, did the sequel go anywhere for you? Like, <laughs> So surprisingly, the sequel is better than the original. So they dropped the brother which in a, in a lot of ways was kind of dead weight. Like he was fine, but it wasn't like he was really like propelling the movie forward. So right, right. the movie sets up, it's supposed to be two years later. Um, the mom has kind of, is still grieving the loss of her husband, but has started dating. And so the boyfriend of the mom has paid for the family to go to Can- Cancun for Christmas. And the daughter who is now 13. Um, and I should say... Being two years older now, she does deliver a, a more naturalistic performance. Less, which would happen, yeah, yeah. Less kid actor, kind of more like natural performance. So they're in Cancun. The younger daughter is upset because it seems like her, the mom is like moving on from the dad, and that like you know they've forgotten dad essentially, and so she wants to run away from Cancun. <laughs> so um she's you know oh and then she has sort of um instead of the older brother being kind of the sidekick it's the boyfriend's son so what would not her stepbrother yet but essentially like a stepbrother and he's younger than her or maybe the same age but um he's pretty funny he like (laughs) he's like i have anxiety and i'm allergic to 11 things (laughs) like he's this like little neurotic 10 year old he was pretty good i will give him that um so anyways the setup of this movie they're in cancun um and she wants to run away how a 13 year old is gonna run away from cancun i don't know but essentially she's she's going to the airport with the intention of running away so um but the person so the a little golf cart drives up and it's a it's the kid from, um, he's a New Zealand actor and he was in Deadpool. Oh yeah. I know who you're talking yeah. about. <laughs> so he's in the movie. Again, oh, really? okay. Um, he drives up in a little golf cart and it's like, Oh, 
you know, the airport shuttle is broken down. So I'm the one taking you to the airport. And this little, this 13 year old is like, okay, well, it turns out he is not who he says he is. And he's actually the villain of the movie and it's going to use her in order to get to the North Pole in order to essentially, he never says kill Santa, but like <laughs> essentially like make Santa disappear. So now this, the setup of this movie is they're um, going to save Christmas again by kind of taking down this villain. So a completely different plot from the first movie. Yeah. Well, a, I mean, it, it already sounds a little more interesting. Yeah, though, it is. Int- it takes not. place in the North Pole. You know, yeah. um, uh, you see a lot more of Mrs. Claus, who's played by Goldie Hawn. So that's really sweet seeing the dynamic between Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell, who are off screen partners, um, <laughs> which I think most most people know. But that's always that's sweet. You're like, oh, they're they're together in real life. So already the movie is kind of set up. It's a little bit more interesting. It's still faltering from a lot of the same problems, really bad CGI. Um, And at this point, again, I'm like Netflix, like you, the first one was successful enough. Also, Christopher Columbus is the director. Oh, really? Who like, didn't he, didn't he direct one of the, the Harry Potter's? two harry potter movies yeah so like, and and home alone i think was hidden as well so like not a bad not not like a fly-by-night director oh he's and he's very good at like whimsy and christmas magic and that type of thing like they he was picked for harry potter for a reason so clearly um, they blew the budget on Chris, kurt russell and <laughs> christopher columbus i guess so yeah he would cost me he would cost money because he's still working so <laughs> i don't how netflix I would love to see a breakdown of their finances. And I'm not the only person who doesn't understand Netflix's financial decisions. I don't get it. Yeah. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So this movie set up, I'm thinking, okay, this like seems better. Dan agreed. Dan was like, Hmm, this movie seems better than the first one. Um, And Dan's one of the, Dan is obviously a huge Christmas buff. I think people know that from listening to me talk about it's a wonderful life pretty much every day starting in November every year. Anyways. <laughs> so Dan w- would be the type who would be like really forgiving of a lot of things in Christmas movies. So he was like, yes, I agree. This second movie seems a lot better, but then it kind of got off the rails in the middle of the movie. Um, both of us kind of started checking out. Like I started looking at my phone. Um, so again, like setup was good, but follow through, not great. Um, you see a little bit more of the lore, like the the lore of Christmas. Um, it definitely is influenced by Icelandic folk stories. Um, so that was kind of cool. But again, just, I don't know, like it seemed like they were kind of phoning it in. That kind of even was even the sense I got from the first one. Like Netflix was like, let's make a Christmas movie, but like let's make it on the cheapest budget we can. And just hope that people don't care. Yeah. I think, yeah, that's kind of what I get <laughs> so with these movies. It's to sound like, yeah. And it's interesting though, that they, they were, they made a second one. So clearly they must've thought enough people, I mean, they know who watches things. So enough people must've watched the first one. Yeah. So the f- funny thing about Netflix is that they have a very good sense of their, well, at least they allege that they have a very good sense of their streaming numbers. They seem to know kind of what, um, who's watching what, how much are they watching. Um, they've really like broken down the numbers, but they don't share any of those numbers with the public. No, they don't. And it's strange because normally most, I mean, box office numbers will get shared all the time and movies will share their numbers. But for whatever reason, Netflix won't do it. So clearly they, um, yeah, enough people watched the first one that they thought it warranted a second one. And when if you go on um, Wikipedia, they actually describe it as a film series, which makes me, they haven't announced a third but when you hear series, you think there's going to be more than two. Would you Probably. agree? Like a series isn't two movies. 
I yeah, no, a series is multiple. Like I would even describe a series as as more than three, because then you would say a trilogy. So I would say they're gonna produce And with a name like Christmas Chronicle, like you know, it's like a chapter in a book. So like I could see them making like a lot of these. Um really I would just at the end of the day, production value is not there for me. And you can forgive a lot of things, but that I don't know if the script was amazing, then you can f- forgive poor production value, right? But the script wasn't amazing. You have really janky CGI. Yeah. Aside from Kurt Russell, not like amazing performances. Um, yeah, so it's tough. It's like a very, very, very soft stream it for me. Because I think this movie does appeal to a certain type of audience. These people yeah, who sure. absolutely adore Christmas. They love everything to do with Christmas. Um, you know, they just love the magic and the whimsy of the season. Um, and they may very, you know, somebody's liking this movies because it is ending up on watch lists. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and I usually you see it in the top whatever. Yeah. Know, like, see, oh, it's in the top 10 of Canada or whatever. Yeah, and so I wonder, I haven't checked Netflix top viewings, um, and I'm opening Netflix, and hopefully nothing starts playing. Oh, no, it did start playing. I want to <laughs> see, um, so when you pull up Netflix original, the first two recommended is Christmas Chronicles 2. It looks like Christmas Chronicles 2 is currently in the top 10 for, um, for the, for, like, I don't know, how do they even do that? Is that, like, a weekly they update it on the weekly or as far as I understand, it's every week they update it. So each week there's a top 10 list of what are people streaming from the past. Week. So I don't know what it is, what ranking it is, but it's definitely the sequel is in the top 10 right now. <laughs> so somebody's watching it. Somebody and probably a lot of somebody's are yeah. watching. <laughs> yeah. Especially when you think of the amount of content that Netflix puts out. Um, Like, there is a lot on Netflix, so a lot of people have to be watching something for it to be in the top 10. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, I don't... Like, I would imagine... I'd imagine you're talking about, you know, I don't know how many subscribers, but yeah, you're talking about a a, a massive percentage of the people who watch Netflix in order to bump it up over, like, television series that people binge all the time. Some people like, like, goofy stuff. Like, you know what I mean? Like... I guess if you watch, if you go in the sense that like, oh, this is a B movie and you can enjoy it for what it is. But yeah. like, I don't think they made it with it, with it being in mind that it's a B movie. You know what I mean? No, because it, it had a pretty, the first one had a massive marketing campaign that was beyond Netflix. Yeah. Like it was, it was out there elsewhere. So they clearly were trying to really, they must have been proud of it in some capacity. I, get, I always get the sense that with movies like this, I think... I think, wow, like Netflix must think their viewers are really dumb. You know what I mean? (laughs) Well, I mean, unfortunately, you're hitting upon something that's pretty like clear in the general movie world. Producers and creators often think their audiences are dumb. Yeah, like they're, I feel insulted that they're like, our viewers won't mind that these elves are so poorly CGI'd. I mean, I couldn't agree with you more that, like, even if, if I probably would have watched the first one if I had heard through the grapevine, like, oh, they're like, all these creatures are all Muppets and they're all hand done thing. I would have been like, wow, I haven't seen that in forever. I'll check this out. Like, that would make me want to watch it. So I don't know. Yeah, I'm sure I know it's money related, but yeah, I agree with you. It sounds like that. It's like, whatever. I feel like it's one of those, it would have been almost better off if the whole movie was animation. Right. But, like, the fact that it's live actors with this crappy CGI, like, and they're, the characters are supposed to be interacting with them. Like, why? Why not yeah. use real reindeer? Yeah, no, that's, that. I couldn't agree with you more. Why not use real, <laughs> like, I, I'm a big, I would be on board for real reindeer. Right? I don't know. 100%. It can't be that expensive. I don't know. <laughs> they make all of <laughs> well, those. Well, certainly, I'm sure. I bet you reindeer are less expensive than uh, than Muppets. Yeah, they <laughs> make all of these, that. you know, snow puppy movies, like the Air Bud movies with real dogs. You couldn't get yeah. a. You couldn't get eight reindeer. <laughs> I'm sure you could, or make it like, you know, electronic enough that that you know you 
you can do that in, in I mean, they made, they made dinosaurs. So like exactly. you can make things this day and age, but yes, it probably costs time and money, which Netflix was like, no, no, no. We got to pump this out. Over. That's the, I guess that at the end of the day is what it felt like. They're like, Netflix yeah. needs a temple Christmas series. Um, how can we do this on the smallest possible budget and essentially get away with it? So I'm like, Kurt Russell, you're better than this. Kurt Russell is yeah. better than this movie. He deserves he probably, better. Again, he doesn't need it. He probably does not need this. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know. He just it. thought it'll be fun to play Santa, I guess. Yeah, that, probably. That's <laughs> what I want to play Santa. Yeah. <laughs> he is a cool okay, Santa. So I'll give him that. Like, he was a okay. great Santa. <laughs> That's a good, good takeaway, but two soft streamers for the yeah. Christmas Chronicles one and for two. the for, it's a streamer for the Christmas crowd. Everyone else, everyone, everyone else, else, skip it. Maybe not. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> but don't watch it on an airplane because Taylor says holiday movies on an airplane ridiculous. Well, especially ridiculous. for this year. <laughs> oh well, this year no one's on an airplane, so I can't do anything. But. Um, Okay, so I'll talk about mine now. I cannot. Um, I'm so excited to know what movie it was. It's A California Christmas. I've never even heard of it. <laughs> Came out this year. It's a new release. It's a new release. And it's it, it's written and starring the same person. So she, this, um, I'll get her name here. Sorry. Uh, Lauren Swickard. We'll call Mike, her Lauren. I wonder if this is a series because I have Netflix up, um, to hopefully use in the second half of our episode if we have time and one is right in front of me a new york christmas wedding is there like a series of these movies that are well i don't uh, maybe but i know she so she this is a passion project for we're calling her lauren lauren had a passion project because she wrote and stars in this movie and and let me let me just explain the premise of this movie. does she also direct it no, the different director. She was able to get a different director, but she definitely wrote this movie and is definitely kind of the star. So this movie centers around, you know, it's, it's the typical story. Okay. You, you got the, you got the kind of uh, rich jet setter guy who yeah. works, works for, for a big company. Is he an architect? Um, uh, no, I don't hundred percent know what the company does because they don't say, but it's something to do with land ownership because what <laughs> happens is, is his boss who happens to be his mother sends him to this, this, um, dairy farm because they need to buy the farmland from this family. That's the premise. Of the and movie. Lauren, so, Lauren, and Lauren owns, is the daughter, yeah. owns, but she's the daughter, like her, her, her father's dead. Her mother's dying of cancer. Her fiance is dead. And she alone is keeping this farm She's going. She's the only one milking the cows. Only one milking the cows. Only one doing anything. And like she's doing that. And so, you know, discount Zach, Zach Efron walks into the room and he's like, yo, I'm, I'm high. And then they think he's the ranch hand. So he goes here and they think he, they, they've hired a new ranch hand and they think it's him. So he shows up and just pretends to be the ranch hand and lives at this place for a week trying to convince her to sell to this rich company and that's the premise of the movie so uh, a romance buds obviously because he's there for a week and romance is gonna bud that quickly hey it's Um, christmas yeah and again as i said he looks exactly like zach efron except you can't afford zach efron right the low budget zach efron and guess what lauren in real life is married to this guy (laughs) This is a husband and wife combo <laughs> doing this movie together. Oh my god! <laughs> makes it so much better. And what I will say is that th- this is probably the most atrocious acting I've ever seen in like anything. But he's the only one that, like, every time he speaks, you're like, okay, you could be an actor. Like, I could see that you're you're you probably do other things. Um, and he's doing this to, to be in his wife's movie, but like he's you doing can just her tell. a solid. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, you know what I mean when you can just tell Yeah. He probably is like a working actor, right? Yeah. 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 And like all his scenes, you like get kind of what he's going through. And so that's why it kind of tricks you at the beginning, because for the first like 10 minutes, you just are with him. You meet his mother, who's also the CEO of the company, who's like, if you can sell this, I'm going to make you partner. Um, and he's like, thanks, mom. And then flies <laughs> to this place or drives to this place. He's got even like, you know, it's it's one of those like just typical Christmas. Shows. Like he's got his like his like assistant 
right. who, who's like driving him around, who's like there to help him, who's like the comic relief character. The and butler, like but up. not a butler. Yeah, the butler. He's, got, he's basically got a butler. <laughs> and the butler kidnaps the real ranch hand to stop him right. from going to the place. And then the ranch hand finds out what they're doing. He's like, well, I'll help you. I'll call him and tell him how you have to be a ranch hand because you guys are paying me $3,000. So I'll help. And then they all become best friends. And like it's them all tricking this this woman, trying to get her to sell the farm. Like that's Mike, the I know you're trying to dissuade me from watching this movie, but in a sense, I'm I'm you've hooked me it's the worst movie i've ever seen like it doesn't (laughs) it makes no sense whatsoever because it's just it's so clearly written by her to be her own vehicle like everything like there's literally a scene where he walks up to her and they they, again remember how they they think he's the ranch hand so it's the first time they meet and she's like, you know, usually ranch hands arrive two days later, but luckily for me, you arrived two days early. That's a line in the movie. That like, and I'm, and he's like, and even he says, okay, <laughs> like I'm pretty sure his response is like, oh, right. <laughs> and, then, yep. and then she's like, you know, my mother is dying of cancer, and I need help around this farm. So if luckily you're here, and by the way, we'd appreciate it if you showered. <laughs> And so cut to the scene. So they, they make him, they make this guy. And again, he's like, he's like a New York dude who like the, 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 the little, the, she's got like um, a little sister who, who's also of course, on the farm. And of little, course. Yeah. A little sister and the mom dying of cancer. So it's just the three of them who live there. And so the little sister like shakes his hand and she's like, wow, your hands are so soft. And again, it's like, that's like his character. He's like a New York big dude. City. Moisturizer. That big city guy never worked a day in his life. Manual labor. They make him live on the you know on the farm in this little like trailer so he's showering behind the trailer with a hose um any excuse basically to get the guy's shirt off is basically what happens in this movie he just kind of walks around with no shirt on and he's calling the ranch hand being like how do you milk a cow how do you scoop the floor how do you do this and the ranch hands like like <laughs> very stereotypical <laughs> of like not it's basically like you know how the movie's got to like we got to shoehorn some diversity in here so the ranch hand will be from 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 he'll he'll be from mexico and and his butler is gonna be half what like you know you're gonna like make things as diverse as possible but really it's about these two white people and he throughout the whole time he's like trying basically pretending to be this ranch hand and they're falling in love and there's this one scene where they go to a bar. She works at a bar at night. So that's that's her whole thing. Is like, yeah. He, he she's like, I got to go to work. And he's like, what? Don't you work on the farm? She's like, yeah. During the day, at night, I work at the bar. Duh. And then she walks away, goes to the bar. The bar looks like the the bar set is looks like inside someone's house. Like even the outside of it, you open it. It's like someone's house you've walked into, and it's like one bar with like this. I th- I think it was supposed to be like her best friend is a musician. And like, there's two scenes where she goes and and is like, "Oh, the ranch hand, you know, I'm having such a hard time with them." And the friend's like, "Whatever, he's cute, like whatever." <laughs> and like that, and so she like she like sings, and like there's like four people dancing in the bar, and then there's this guy who like I guess likes Lauren and keeps coming up to her and being like really aggressive. Oh, where he's like. He's like, no, like we're gonna date. She's like, leave me alone. And then ranch, like Zach Efron walks in and is like, leave her alone. And she's like, I need to be defended. And then they then the ranch hand and and this dude fight. And I thought, I was like, oh no, this like dude from New York, he's gonna like somehow be able to fight this guy. Because like the dude's a farmer. He shouldn't win this fight. To my surprise, the farmer beats like <laughs> discount Zach Efron to like no nothing and I was like oh my god this is so realistic because like he would just have muscles for like you know I've been working out and I want to look Vanity good where's muscles. the other guy yeah but where these the other guy like has been working every day in his life so like the farmer like completely beats up discount Zach Efron and then she's like thank you so much for standing up for me but like he's not a bad guy he's just a little forceful but he's not bad and like this is it's so terrible like every like the morals of the movie suck the dialogue's terrible it was clearly her like passion project they like 100 end up together obviously like spoiler alert like you know how where this is going oh of course of course they end up together it makes no sense and the guy after a while i was like how long has he been on this farm like they the movie kept going into slow motion montages so of him milking the say, cows bailing hay yeah. 
Uh, yeah, and like taking his shirt off of and course. like wiping off sweat. And she's looking at him, and then there's one point where she's like, um, she, you know how like with like a truck, you really got to get get under like get all get all the like mud from underneath the truck. So she's like she's like washing the truck and like just like sticking her butt out, ex- like in a way you wouldn't naturally. <laughs> be able to if you were cleaning a truck she's like and he's just like she's like not only will i objectify my own husband I'll i will objectify, objectify myself as well <laughs> and then she so she sticks her butt and he's just like staring at it and then she you know she looks over and he kind of looks away and they both smile and they're like ha, 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 ha. and like 25 percent of this movie is in slow motion that's how many times they do this they trick needed of like, to, they needed to make it a run montage. the run length you know they yeah they need to stretch it out to an hour and a half <laughs> and so yeah he gets to know the family and then it's discovered that he's not even the person that he was and then it was yeah oh yeah and all this drama and then that dude shows up the you know the aggressive dude right the aggressive dude shows up and is like i care about her you don't and the guy's like we care we both care about her you got to let me help save this farm. And the aggressive guy's like, okay. <laughs> and then they team up and they <laughs> save the farm. Like, it's, just, it's so weird. Like, the guy, like, I don't know. I just, I couldn't believe this, this piece of garbage movie, Vanity Project. And, like, I looked her up because I was like, well, what else has she written? And the IMDB profile of her is clearly written by her or someone who knows her. It's like Lauren is a very successful playwright who's who's sold a lot of plays and sold a lot of ideas for movies and but her credits is like she's done this and nothing else okay she's acted in a couple things but that's about it so mike you know how i always say like oh we should be allowed to make movies maybe we are allowed to make movies like maybe all we have to do is approach netflix i think we might be allowed to make movies after seeing this because i'm just like that's it like okay and i'll admit i'll admit a couple of things about it it's like everyone looks like movie stars in this right movie, they're all right? beautiful she looks like, yeah she looks like it she's beautiful she looks like a movie star again he literally looks like zach efron but you can't afford zach efron so you go for him and again he's got some talent so i'm not gonna say he if he wasn't in acting other thing it wouldn't surprise me but even the quality of the filmmaking was like relatively good it's just the story was terrible the writing was terrible the way it was directed was like a little weird but there were even some moments where like where the camera was angled and they, they're actually on a farm it's not a set like that most of it takes place on a farm and it's pretty practical but it's just it was clearly like i think she was like i really want to tell this story i'm gonna make this happen and it was just really bad <laughs> So, <laughs> A California Christmas is a skip it if I've ever seen one. Um, I don't recommend it to anybody. What did your girlfriend Even, think? She, she at the beginning liked it, but also admits that it got a little weird. Right. She like she thought the montaging and con- continuously going into like slow motion was really weird. Um, and even she pointed out like, how long has this guy even been here? Right, like she didn't like, but but they got a lot done in in the week. Yeah, and and the part of the movie she liked is probably the better part anyway. Like as the movie's setting up, it's not too bad. Right, the setup isn't awful. Like classic Hallmark. Yes, exactly. Like if you like Hallmark movies, which she does, you'd probably like the setup of this movie. But then it just it just derails completely. Um, so yeah, I I she had mixed feelings about it, but uh, I I don't think I don't think many people will will not like it to the level I did because there's just so much I don't like about movies that were in, in here. <laughs> like the things I don't like about bad movies were all kind of present in this movie. Um, so yeah, it, it was, uh, it was not good. California Christmas, skip it really bad. I, even with a name like that. <laughs> yeah. Well, again, I read the synopsis after being like, what caught your eye to watch this? But then I read the synopsis and I was like, okay, Fair. it sounds like a Hallmark. Yeah. Movie. Fair right? enough. A guy, guy in a big company is sent to to a farm to make her sell. Again, we, we've heard this story before. Make her sell the land and he, he ends up finding his heart. Can I tell you, I actually watched a Netflix or a Hallmark movie last year where <laughs> it was a man owns a farm. The farm is going downhill. Right. A woman is sent from like an accounting firm. And she like has to get their books in order, like. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> That's like the plot of that movie with um, Maggie Gyllenhaal and Will Ferrell, except he can he can hear the narrator because isn't he a 
He's like an I, ac- stranger than fiction. I don't. He, he's an accountant <laughs> and goes to the, do the books to the cookie company. Yeah. So like she's goes to, she's going to do the books, and so she's like proposing all these like you could really save money by doing X Y Z, and he's like, it's not about saving money; it's about Christmas. <laughs> you know like she's like you're wasting so much money by doing this and he's like it's not about wasting money it's about whatever so like obviously they fall in love and they they save the family farm (laughs) so while you're describing this california christmas i'm like i've watched this movie exactly and and there's nothing wrong with that like there's nothing wrong with like we've seen this plot before but when it's so poorly executed and you just reminded me of something one of the cringeworthy scenes in this movie other than the ones I've already described, is like when, you know, when everything's happening and he's realized what he's done and it's revealed who he is and he's so upset or whatever, he's having this like conversation on the phone with his mom and he's like, listen, like I, I just like, I, I, I can't do this to her. I, I, you know, whatever. And, and the mom, who's the CEO of the company is like, can I just say, I'm very proud of you. <laughs> if you want the big position, it's yours. Like they don't even have a title for the position he wants. The big, and the, and the, company, the big the position is in the background, and all it says is enterprises. <laughs> <laughs> like it's not even like, it's like they put in no effort whatsoever to name the company. It just says enterprises, and she's just like, uh, if you want to be part of this big company with a big position, it's still going to be yours. <laughs> And like it's just like you can't even like call him like partner or like CEO or like vice president of mergers and acquisitions. Not to like not to like blame Lauren for all of this, but like I'm gonna blame her because she wrote it. It's like you spent so much time making sure everyone understood like why your character is so desirable, but then didn't spend any time doing anything. Didn't go on like a Wikipedia page and like and just looked up like what is a what's a big partner role in a business called or like go on to like freelogos.com and like grab a logo and throw it up on there like didn't even bother to do that spent so much time on the scene of like no okay this guy's gonna come up to me and he's gonna like want me and this other guy wants me and then they're gonna fight over me and it's gonna be great and it's like she couldn't have even named it so like obviously Normally in these movies, characters don't have last names, but you couldn't have even been like, you couldn't have even been like Lynch Enterprises. Like, (laughs) none of these characters have last names. Callie, Joseph, Leo, Manny. None of them have. Yeah, that's her name. (laughs) Her name is Callie. Joseph is the name of her husband, real name Josh. So like, didn't go very far on that one. Like, (laughs) it's just, it's like, there was no effort put into this and it, that's exactly the feeling I got after. It's like maybe we we are allowed to make movies. Like maybe we can just make a movie and throw it up on Netflix. Because Mike, I feel like we could. Like here <laughs> I am. Like I'm always like I when I'm driving the car, I'm daydreaming about. Oh, if only someone gave me the opportunity to remake the Collector. Maybe I should just remake the Collector. It sounds like you have the opportunity <laughs> because if this movie can get produced and made from somebody who like frankly did nothing. Like she's she hasn't she doesn't have credits to her name other than she's got like again I, I looked her up just to be like okay what she done she's clearly acted in things but like little things here and there so like I don't know like I don't I have no idea what it takes to do this but to me it sounds like you can just get a movie made we could do it so. We could just do it. Um, in the time we have left, do you want to go through some uh, other suggestions for people of like if, if you're actually looking for a good movie, um, what what might be available on Netflix? So last year I watched Klaus. It's still on Netflix. I highly recommend Klaus. Dan also recommends it. My coworkers recommend it. It's actually um, a really lovely movie. So that's if you're looking kind of for a family friend friendly movie. Um, I and even if you don't have kids great movie some other movies that are currently on Netflix under their feel-good Christmas movie section Klaus is number one it does have an Academy Award um it was an Academy Award nominee I think for best animated feature so again it just yeah. goes to show <laughs> they've made a a, a Oscar nominated animated film and then they've made a California Christmas. I, don't. I can't believe that. Like, that's the thing. I cannot believe 
that those two movies can be spoken in the same sentence because they same from they came from the same place. I don't get it. I don't get it. Um, of course, they have Christmas Chronicles one and two. They also have The Holiday right now, which is a very popular movie with um, Jack Black is in it, uh, Jude Law, um, Kate. What's what's her last? I always mix up. But um, Beckinsale. No, um, she was in. Yeah, she she was in Kate Titanic. Winslet. Yeah, Kate Winslet. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, so that's that's a popular one. I know my mom watches that every Christmas. It's uh, really um, well received. Four Christmases. I think you've mentioned Four Christmases on the show um, yeah. before. Arthur mm-hmm. Christmas. Um, that came out a couple years ago. It's it's an animated film. Really great. Really wonderful movie. Um, I think it's a British production. A new movie that's recently come out. Um, I don't know a ton about it, but I have seen it on some watch lists is Holidate with Emma Roberts okay. and Luke Bracey. They essentially, okay. it's one of those things where they, they meet and they're going to pretend to be boyfriend and girlfriend. And so obviously, you know, sparks fly, right? Like I think yeah. love is born. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the premise of this movie is that they decide they're going to be each other's plus ones for every major holiday from New Year's Eve to St. Patrick's Day to Thanksgiving. So um, that's kind of more of a general holiday movie. Ooh, Netflix. They Netflix is doing the, yeah. Oh, Mike, I'm looking at, so I'm on the list right now. Um, on Netflix, a Christmas, a California Christmas comes up. It's in the top ten, Mike. What? Yeah, your movie, the movie you literally. You gotta be kidding me! <laughs> I'm not. What? Ki- I'm not kidding you. It's in the top ten. Oh my god! Um, Who is watching this garbage? Your guess is as good as mine. Um, Dolly Parton looks like she has a new Christmas special coming out. Dolly Parton's always um, a great. Um, you know, she's always wonderful, feels good. Um, <laughs> there's a new Christmas Prince movie for anyone who okay. watches the Christmas Prince movies. That's not I was waiting for that yeah, one. That's not necessarily good, but that's the third one in the installment. Um, another really popular Netflix Christmas movie is um, uh, there's the Christmas Switch uh, with, oh, what's her name? She was in... Um, uh, Vanessa Hudgens. So oh, okay. she's in two, not one, but two Netflix Christmas series. So these are movies that, you know, they've now, it's essentially become a franchise. So she's in what they call the Princess Switch. And this year they've released the Princess Switch Switched Again. And that's oh, from, no. <laughs> that's the sequel. And then there's also a new, um, Night, I don't know what the first one's called, but the sequel here is called The Night Before Christmas. Night oh, spelled. A Christmas Night. Yes. So, yeah, A Christmas Night. I watched that. Okay, yeah. So <laughs> I watched The Christmas Night. Yeah. Those movies are on a lot of watch lists. So A Christmas Night was the original, and now there's a sequel, The Night Before Christmas. Vanessa Hudgens is also in that one. Um, again, I'm not saying saying they're necessarily good, but they are. But they're there. They're there, and they are <laughs> on there. watch lists. And most of them are probably better than a California Christmas. Yeah, let's get that bumped off the top ten. Yeah. Um. There's quite a bit. Like when I'm looking at it, there's many that I haven't heard of. Um. Let's mm. see if there's any. If we have some time, just real quick. So, Reader's Digest Canada. They're recommending the Holiday. There's okay. also a movie called Operation Christmas Drop, um, which is about okay. um, the U.S. Air Force, uh, U.S. Air Force humanitarian mission, um, a New York Christmas wedding. Um, so that looks like something. Jingle Jangle, A Christmas Journey, The Princess Switch, Switched Again. An Alien Xmas, which actually looks like stop motion. This is a 40 minute stop motion animated holiday special um, about aliens. There's the Dolly Parton Christmas on the square. um, The Christmas Chronicles part two. (laughs) Angela's Christmas Wish, which I think actually might be based on a book, like a children's book. 
And then okay. the last movie that they have here, let's see, I might have lost it. Just Another Christmas, which is set in Brazil. So, <laughs> so suffice it to say, there's a lot yeah. <laughs> out there. Yeah. Recommend, and we can't we can't recommend that any of them are good because if the movies that we saw that we didn't really like are on these lists, it's not a good. I know good it's not a good sign. I will say I don't know about the second night movie, but A Christmas Night was corny and whatever, but it was way better than a California Christmas. So like corny in a good way. Yeah. Corny in a way of like, this is like, this is harmless fun. It's kind of corny. Like, and um, Vanessa Hutchins is very good in it. So, you know, I, I don't think I love the movie when I saw it, but I was like, ah, whatever. That's like a corny Christmas movie. And the Christmas Prince, I think it's called, um, which is now like a, it's a trilogy. It's really, really, really bad, but it's one of those movies that you can watch to, like, make fun of it. You know what I mean? Which is, like, again, like, if if Christmas Chronicles was set up in a way that it was so bad you could make fun of it, I could almost excuse it, but they've made it like a, you know, like, this is a movie, like, we are committing to this movie, and it stars Kurt Russell. And there you go. <laughs> it stars Kurt Russell. What else could you ask for? Um, we are at the end, unfortunately, though. That's our the you know you all our fans got two two Christmas themed episodes in a row. So there you go. That that should be all your holiday joy and cheer that you want. But we can't necessarily recommend the movies we watched uh, <laughs> this week. But there might be some other ones out there. So whatever you watch and whatever you do, we hope that everyone has a great uh, holiday season and. And that everything looks good for everyone heading into the new year. And we're going to see you uh, very soon in the new year with a lot of new stuff. We don't know where the world's going, but we'll be here. We'll be here. Have a very Netflix Christmas.